It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. Hey there, TCU Food Bank fans. Spud here with another exciting episode of the TCU podcast, Taking Care of You. Packy Thompson, the pastor of Bayou Blue Assembly of God, is going to tell us how his church fared and what they're doing since then. Stick around, coming right back at you. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. 30 years and counting. That's right. ABC Title Scary Fast Service been around 30 years. Car titles, license plates, a notary public. Start the ball rolling with their online service at abctitle.com. ABC Title, your scary fast DMV service company. Okay, so uh, we're talking to Packy Thompson, who you're the pastor of which church now? Bayou Blue Assembly of God. Man, there's a bunch of y'all about that, you know? <laughs> I mean, everywhere you turn around is like uh, other churches and everything. Y'all don't like draw straws about where you get to go? Well, you know, our church has been here for 96 uh, years. It's one. It's the oldest Assembly of God church in the state of Louisiana. Really? Yeah. It came uh, out of Mississippi District of the Assemblies of God. It's only four, uh, 10 years younger than the actual movement itself, which was founded in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas in 1914. So we've been, uh, you know, it's, it was a small church, been a small church most of the time. When I came here uh, 29 years ago, we just celebrated 29 years. Congrats. Thank you. There was 29 people in the church. Uh, oh, that's an apropos figure, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was, go out and get 29 more people. There and I, you go. And I was 29 years old when I came. Oh, no. <laughs> you should have bet the lottery, man. You should have bought us a ticket. And so we came, you know, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're a Pentecostal uh, mm-hmm. fellowship. Uh, and we uh, just enjoy church, enjoy uh, people. We love community. Uh, one of my, I guess my biggest thing is that I just, I do, I just love people. I love being around people, love spending time with people. Mm-hmm. I love hosting people, cooking for people. Hospitality for me is one of the most important things as a Christian I can do for people. Well, that's the thing about churches in general that a lot of people think, oh, you're like brainwashing me or some kind of... It's basically gathering together with a common idea, but discussing the different things, Absolutely. looking at the teachings of the Bible and see how close do I live to that? Yeah. How do I step off there? How do I back off here? How do I agree or disagree with you? Yeah. But, you, you know, it's like agree to disagree yeah. for a lot of this stuff. But the fact that what it boils down to is that you have your Christian faith at the bottom of it. And that just that yeah. dictates what you do for other people. Absolutely, uh, and I think that 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 is a good um, platform to start with. If you uh, believe that Jesus is the way to heaven, we good. Yeah, I don't care what church you go to. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it is. You yeah. know, it's, just, it's the same Christ. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, first off, okay. So we said let that twenty nine groundwork. Twenty nine years old, twenty nine year old church, twenty nine people in the church. 
I'm telling you, man, I should have yeah. played the numbers. Well, the church was older than 29 years, but I was 29 and had 29 people. The church was uh, closer to 75 years then. It's just uh, We're almost 100 years old. Well, 29, 75, 29. I mean, that's yeah, numbers yeah, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to go gambling. I'm tempting you over here. Wait, don't look at my pointy tail. <laughs> well, let's get into the, the personal stuff. Where did the packy come from? I mean, my yeah. name is Spud. Yeah. I got my nickname from my two older brothers. Basically, I got two older brothers. We were all in the Boy Scouts. Uh, they never called me John. They always had some, this is my brother John, or tell my brother John that. But when it comes to talking to me, they always had some nickname. Yeah. And Spud ended up being the most yeah. tolerable nickname. <laughs> and then it ended, I ended up getting yeah. carrying it into college, and that's just all there is to it. Where did Packy come from? Well, I have a uh I had two older siblings. My older brother Eddie was born October the sixth, nineteen sixty-one. My sister was born October the nineteenth, nineteen sixty-two, and I was born October the twenty-seventh, nineteen sixty-three. And they couldn't say Patrick. I and, got you. And so Packy's, uh, when I went to the first grade, they they kept calling Patrick Thompson, and, and I didn't answer because that's not my name. And, yeah. But she finally said, did anybody, uh, I didn't call their name. I said, well, me. So said, well, uh, I said, I'm Packy. She said, well, you're Patrick. I said, no, I'm not. And she said, I was. I cried. I said, I'm not. My, my, my name is Packy. When I became an ordained Assembly of God minister, our leadership said, well, you know, what do you want us to call you now that you're ordained? I said, you know, Packy's worked all my life. Yeah. I just soon keep it. I said, okay, Packy, it is. Hey, I got my diploma. I got my bachelor's at Nickel State, and I actually lost it. It got messed up in a storm. So you can go back and get you another one. And so I have John Spud McConnell on my diploma. <laughs> LSU wouldn't do it for my master's, yeah. but uh, I got it for for uh, something that just does it our kind. Well, the thing of it is, though, a nickname is it's more personal. I mean, mm -hmm. look, you can I, you can be formal with you know Reverend yeah. Patrick Thompson. You can be formal like that. But if somebody can, if you can sit down and talk to Packy, yeah. then you know you're you're already at ease to begin yeah. with. I mean, I started working in the oil field behind truck drivers when I was 14 years old. 15, I started hauling chemicals to land rigs. 16, I went to work for a contract roustabout company. 18, I went offshore swinging tongs. So, you know, I just don't fit into the uh, uh, reverend category. I'm well, not, what do you wear when you're when you're ministering? Yeah, you know I mean, you got a fancy suit or a, a special tie with crosses on it or I something? You're not, not up there to... In a in a morning coat with the tie and the tails. I wear a shirt with slacks, and uh, I preach. I, I I read the Bible. I discuss uh, what it said. I make it applicable to the people that are there, and I keep it as real as you can possibly. So you're wearing sacks and black dress shoes, but not super formal Oxfords. No. And a blue pullover, and you would be preaching like this. I absolutely do. In front of your Sunday. Congregation. When we were running a thousand uh, before COVID and a thousand before Ida, uh, we crawled back up to that. I, I preached like this. We, we, were, we were actually doing three services right before COVID and Sunday morning and a Sunday night. For about mm -hmm. three and a half years, I did four services every Sunday. Three Sunday morning, one Sunday night. And I, this is what I How do you go crawfish bowl, man? Come on now. Four services? Mm -hmm. I do. I go to mass and then I go home and boil crawfish. Well, we do that on Saturday. Oh, okay. we're too busy Sunday. <laughs> that's a that's a long day. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're supposed to rest on Sunday. Not the preacher. That's everybody else gets to rest. I don't get to. Mm -hmm. My wife either. She's our worship pastor. So y'all y'all are hoofing it. Y'all take Mondays off. You know I don't. Uh, well, it's Monday today while we're recording this. Yeah. You know, but uh, this ain't exactly stressful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Monday is uh, is my day uh, to sit with my staff and talk about what happened Sunday, uh, what's fresh on their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our ministry pre-COVID, uh, I pastored the church. We did four services on Sunday. I do a Wednesday night Bible study. I did two services a, a month in Angola State Penitentiary, one in main prison where we had the only officially recognized Assembly of God church in any prison anywhere, and D camp, which was the disciplinary camp where they had Camp J? No. They don't let you into Camp J. No. I've been to Del- I've been there because I've shot a couple of movies there. Yeah. And we, it's like uh, they don't play. Yeah. I've been I've been uh, like D camp is where they go right before they go to complete lockdown. And uh and then main prison we did uh Assembly of God church plant there. Mm-hmm. I pastor also. I planted a church in Vidalia, Louisiana. I've been there. We uh, operate a thrift store here in town. Uh, Where's it at? It's uh, on Main Street, going out just before you get to Nifty Fifties, and it's called not... Missions Possible. Uh, okay, I've seen it. Okay. Every penny that comes in there goes to missions. Not one penny goes back into our church for anything. Nobody gets paid a salary. Everything is volunteer. I mean, you got to pay the bills. Well, I mean, yeah, but that that pays the uh, note and the utilities. But every penny that that comes in as profit, yeah, we could do water wells, schools, uh, feed people, all over the world. We have fifty missionaries that we support monthly, plus projects that we do uh, all over the world. How can people donate to? The, I mean, like stuff. And look, if you're going to bring stuff over to the store, don't bring crap. Don't bring an old rusty broken bicycle. No, we'll throw it away. Yeah. Throw um, your own stuff away. What we do is uh, anybody that comes by can drop stuff off. We actually, uh, Teen Challenge, which is a drug rehab uh, program here in Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, we things that we're not going to be able to use, we throw into a bin. They come once a month or twice a month, depends on how much we fill this thing up, and they take it and they sell it by the pound, and that helps them keep uh, their organization running. So that they can get uh, men and women who are trying to get off drugs and alcohol yeah. uh, a place to stay. It's like stuff here at the, at the food bank. People yeah. people give us stuff that is not food. Yeah. You know, and it's like we don't want to go. Don't give us that. But it's no. We uh, well, for instance, the uh, who is it? Saint Paul. Um, I, I can't think of who, who does Saint Vincent de Paul. That's yeah. What it is. They have like a. a pharmacy yes so we had people gave us like boxes and boxes of tylenol and things like that i'm going we don't distribute yeah. stuff like that here but we give it yeah. to them same thing with clothes you give us a bunch of clothes that's not what we do we don't yeah. do clothes we don't do toys yeah. but if you if you're going to bring it here if you're going to just throw it away yeah well we know people who take it so i guess we should yeah. add you to our food yeah, list. We, yeah we try not to duplicate what we know other people are doing well and mm-hmm. one of the things we we don't do is is uh from the thrift stores that we also operate with Churches United, uh, House of Hope, on Main Street. We feed homeless people every Saturday. We did before everything, mm-hmm. and so you know we. Uh, so for me taking a day off, uh, I just I, I, if they you had, know what to do. With yourself, if they made you? an extra day in the week, I could find something else to do. What are you going to do after you leave here? After I leave here, I'm going to go back to church and uh, get ready for tonight. I have a men's uh, Bible study tonight. So you got Bible study tonight, but just for the men. Because just, we're a little bit thicker. Women, women, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a place where men need to gather, just men. Yeah. Because I can be more plain. Yes. With, with just men. Yes, you do have and, to be more polite with, and, with and the ladies. Some of the ladies would maybe get their feelings hurt if I was as plain. 
but it's like going to Angola. You know, I would preach at Angola on a Thursday night at Home of Christian on a Friday morning. And Two different audiences. Yeah, I, the Home of Christian was scarier. Really? <laughs> Preaching to a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah. Who know everything. Oh, yeah. They, you know, it's astounding how much. It's like my own kids. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's astounding how much you know or tell me that I don't know. But it's like, you're still living here. You can't, oh, can you help me with my taxes? Dad, can yeah. you fill my car for me? You know, I wanted to get a shirt made. I wish I could, all the life's problems would have came when I was 17 and knew all the answers instead of waiting for three years and I forgot most of them. Yeah, that's true. Or your yeah. t-shirt that says, it's amazing. The older I get, the smarter my dad gets. You know, <laughs> We're going to step away for a second. When we come back, we are going to talk about this homeless program at the House of Hope more. And we'll talk uh, just more about what happened to your physical church okay. in Ida and what has become of it and a lot of stuff that people don't know. I mean, you had a rag, just ravaged church, yes. which still had a big parking lot. Amen. And you fed a lot of people. So we're going to talk about that when we get back here on the uh, TCU podcast, Taking Care of You, Stick Around, Coming Right Back at You. Too much to do and too little time to do it? If you have too much on your plate to get a new license plate, go to ABC Title. We are scary fast. With six locations, there's bound to be an office close by. Go to abctitle.com to find the location nearest you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. But what about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team Advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. And we're back talking to Packy Thompson, Pastor uh, and we're telling the story of your Bayou Blue, get that long title. I go to St. Catherine in Metairie. <laughs> there you go. There, St. Catherine, St. Xavier's up the street. We're just Bayou Blue. Bayou Blue. That's what which, which Bayou Blue symbol. And Bayou Blue Po' Boys right over there. Too. Yeah, they, that, well, anything a, on Bayou Blue is good. That's a good sandwich. Man. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, okay. So, Bayou Blue Assembly uh, took, a, took a pounding we in, did. in Ida. And, and has this, has your church ever taken a serious no. pounding before? So in all those years? In the year, in the 29 years I've been here, uh, from the other building I was in to, to here, we've had a little bit of stuff, never any doubt. I've never had a claim against my insurance mm -hmm. in all those years. We pay 36000 plus a year for insurance to cover all of our stuff. Never had to make a claim. When I drove in on Monday morning, uh, I had to get around stuff and got to my church and my awning was blown up and my heart just kind of sunk and I entered into our church through our foyer and it was water all over the floor and I knew it didn't flood mm -hmm. so that you know so I looked toward our uh to the right I can see through a window into our sanctuary and there's light and I know there's no electricity yeah so when I opened the door and looked in there the whole front uh, of our sanctuary is opened up all of our camera equipment is, is, is soaking wet. My pew, my chairs have uh, roofing stuff blown all over them. The carpet's sopping wet. Mm -hmm. So I walk through and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Spud, all these years, man, we, we spent a lot of money, built a nice church. I'm thinking, God, the church, what are we going to do? The church is messed up. I was walking through midst, and, I'm, and about the third time I said to myself, you know, God, I'm not a church. God just spoke to my heart. I don't know how God speaks to you, but he speaks in ways that just kind of lets me know. He said, this is a building, you're the church, and you're okay. Well, there you go. 
So I think I, a lot of people should have that attitude. Well, I mean, you know, it's it, it helped me to, to settle myself, and and so I finished walking through the church. I got to the back side of the church, have a staircase, and that whole back end was blown up. So all of my telecommunications equipment's in that side. Mm-hmm. So my camera equipment on one side soaking wet, and now all my telecommunications, all of my internet, all that stuff's off. So you're away. down to like two tomato cans and a piece of string. And, 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 and we had to find the string. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. So after I walk through the building, uh, I know that, you know, this is bad. Yeah. So I walk outside, uh, get in my car, drive back to my house. Uh, How bad did that get hit? We just got a little roof damage. Uh, we had to get the whole roof changed, but it wasn't bad. I had a generator. Uh, during the middle of the storm, my, I had my grown children with me, and they, mm-hmm. were, they were holding doors shut. There was such a surge, they would have blown my doors off the hinges, Yeah. and it would have blew my house up. So they've leaned against doors for hours. So I went back to my house, got my daughter, who's uh, one of, she's going to be a missionary to uh, uh, Vietnam. She's getting ready to go there. And I said, get in. We're going to drive till we get a signal on the phone. I drove one hour to get a signal. Started making phone calls, called Convoy of Hope, and said, look, I need help. Our people are going to, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. We need help. I didn't know any statistics about anything. Just that it was bad. Uh, so I, got, I drove back to the house after I talked to everybody. And uh, they said, we're going to come tomorrow. They said, when you want us to come? I said, tomorrow. So Tuesday morning, uh, Convoy of Hope's on their way. I get to my parking lot, and I'm there early. My wife, my, my, my children have uh, two sons. Uh, Trey, my oldest son, Patrick Wesley Thompson the third. Yeah. Patrick. I'm from the South. I know what Trey means. And so, uh, my, unless I got yeah glasses of yeah, yeah. my middle son Joshua, uh, very Trey's, biblical name, Trace fiance, uh, Lake, and uh, they 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 came in from shut from uh, uh, Point of Shine. Wow. cats, a dog. Uh, they came. They were living down there. They lost everything. Yeah. And so, Portish, I mean, what yeah. Point of Shine had five hundred families yeah. down there. There were yeah. seven livable houses. Yeah, in they Portage. were all the way on the end. Ooh. And so yeah, yeah they, they they took a it was gone completely gone. So we're there, and I had some people in the church showed up, and, and so I'm out in the middle of the parking lot trying to get a signal, mm-hmm. and uh, a truck pulls up and has a little sign that says Christian Aid Ministry. I'd never heard of them, and it's Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, got this guy gets yeah. out, and he says, uh, "Excuse me, sir, I'm looking for a Packy Thompson." <laughs> I said, "But baby, you found him," and he said, "A, a, a, bro, uh, a Jeremy." From like Charles area, I said, Jeremy Voisin? I said, yeah. I said, well, that's one of my spiritual sons. Uh, he said, well, he said that you might could use our help. I said, well, yeah. So I thought these two guys were going to come help us unload stuff for Convoy yeah. of And so I said, well, yeah, good. We could we could use some help. He said, well, I've got some people that cook. Can can they come? Well, I'm thinking of you know, cast iron pot and we can always use some food. Oh, yeah. Big pot of jambalaya? Yeah, you know. I mean, always. So... I said, yeah, 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 go ahead and bring him. And so I'm doing some stuff. He walks back up and says, uh, Pastor? I said, yeah. Well, we have some other people that want to come help work. Could that be okay? I said, well, yeah, we're going to have a lot of need. So he says, well, they have a trailer. Can they bring the trailer? So I said, yeah, come in, let me show you. So I brought him around the back of our church. We, uh, our board and, and, and our leadership, we decided last year to put in four 50-amp breakers for trailers. Mm. We already had one, yeah. So I have I have room for five 50 amp trailers to plug in plus sewer everything ready to go. I said so you bring them out here that'd be fine. I had no idea 
Christian aid ministry had the Amish and the Midianites. They had probably 12 or 13 trailer loads of people. Wow. Showed up. They fed, the the Amish people fed 30,000 meals. Out of your out park, of parking lot. With no roof. No, we, you know, yeah. we, we couldn't, the first Sunday after, so a week after the storm, I really thought about mm-hmm. not doing a service. In our, I said, we can do it in the parking lot. I have an FM transmitter. They can come yeah. in here on the car. Ain't good looking. I'll be back to pick you up later. One yeah, of them yeah. things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Just everybody turn their car radio on, yeah. you know? And so I told my wife, I said, I don't know if I should because it's so much going on. And then I, I, my daily devotion, I open my Bible and I'm reading. And it says, I was hungry and you fed me. You know, I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. And it just, it, it t- yeah. still touches me because I think about, that's what the church is. It's not a building. It's people meeting needs. Jesus didn't have a building. He I mean, didn't. the one building, he went and in there and chased, chased everybody. The yeah. And so I said, you know what? We are going to have a service. We're going to have it in the parking lot. And I'm going to talk to them about that the church is okay. Our church, we can't meet in it. This is it, We had to completely get over $3 million of damage on our church. And so I can't. I couldn't save anything that I wanted. I, I have a few items that I took. Yeah. I have a cross from the World Trade Center. Uh, that, uh, they cut out for me. Their emergency workers cut me across because we went and fed down there right after. The, uh, yeah, right I know people that went fed too, and they were. They were and so they blessed me. So I, I took that home. I, then I said, "We're not. I'm not losing this." But I, I talked to our people, and I said, "Look, y'all, the church. We can't meet in that building, but we're the church, and we're okay, and we're going to do what God called us to do. So what we're going to do from now till God says stop is we're going to use our parking lot to feed our community." And to help our community, we had a, a, a lumber company out of out of uh, the West Bank sent us twenty five thousand dollars worth of lumber and stuff to, to give out. Uh, we had people to give out to everybody or to fix whoever needed church? it. No, no, we, we we don't. We can't use ours is all metal. Ah, and so it was for us to give to the community to help our community. We had people drive from Pennsylvania, from Kentucky, from Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi. Missouri, Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. Drove to our church and brought food and supplies. Some brought a, a small, small trailer and a pickup truck. Came all the way from Oklahoma. Instead, we saw it on TV and we just couldn't do, we couldn't just not do anything. And so they brought us stuff and said, just whatever you can do with it. And they drove back to Oklahoma. You know, that, and that, it, it really helps you to know that everybody in this world is not, not crazy and not mean, not vicious. There are people who are still good people. And it, it just yeah, renews that. In there you. are people who are still good people, and they just need a reason to yep. demonstrate the goodness. Absolutely. So that's when you, know, when you have a, a devastating event. First, corona was bad enough because so many people out of work and yeah. locked up, and I don't even want to get into the politics of that. Thank you very much. This, if this storm, and, and my boss is going around telling, and it's the truth, statistically, if you have a Cat 3 or above storm, sometime in the next 18 months, you're going to get hit again yeah. for some reason. So he, we're prepping yeah. over here every, because what, we're like 85 days out from yeah. hurricane season? Days. So we're prepping for that over here. The, the killer for all of this stuff is going to be 
gas prices. Because somebody who will want to come with a trailer yeah. full of stuff from Oklahoma ain't yeah. going to be able to afford it. So where are you at now? I mean, I've got about two more yeah. minutes. Where are you at in the rebuilding of yeah. your church and the well, fighting of your insurance yeah. company? Well, I want to say first that because of uh, uh, Steve Farmer of the First Baptist Church, Covenant Church, yeah, they opened their doors up for us to have services on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock. Which uh, when people would say to him in front of me, said, "Man, thank you. Why would you do?" He said, "That's what the church should do. We love each other. There ain't but one church. Yeah, it belongs to, to Jesus. And and so he, and so they 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 have blessed us so much. It's unbelievable. I just got my roof on. The contractor did not attach the uh, ridge cap on correctly, so I'm having to have it reattached. Insurance company has been kind of pulling and tussling, mm-hmm. but they are helping us. They are moving forward. It's been a I had to get an attorney day three. I know. I, I got a, pl- a public I adjuster. I know. I didn't want to do it either. But right. I, I I am, what, how many months since then? Yeah. They told me I had, yeah. I got a $5,400 deductible, and they said I had $2,700 worth of damage. I'm going, you can't pull up shingles and nail and then expect them to come back. Where do y'all no. come up with this stuff? Well, there are rules. They know there are rules. At any time you have a, a, a storm 100 miles an hour or more for more than three hours, you have to change your roof. They know that. Yeah. And we had a, we had way more than that. So, but we well, are we're so. hopefully we'll be back in our church. I'm getting local companies to come in. We're gonna redo everything once the roof's completely finished, and that should be a week or so away. We'll start doing AC, electrical. Yeah. And so can't do all that though until till till it's, it's completely like, dry. It's like building in. a house. You go, you do the outside, then you do the. Got to be completely dry. You got to get all new pews and yes. chairs and all that stuff. Almost and, everything. Uh, we had a twelve thousand dollar LED screen we had just installed a month before the storm that the water came down that wall, and so there's no way it survived. Yeah. Well, Packy, this has been an interesting conversation. Uh, I'm sure we'll be yacking again. Uh, but where is the where again is your church at? So we're we're meeting right now at Covenant Church here in Homa on uh on Park. On yeah. Up there toward the was that twenty four? Yeah, up there toward the state troopers up there where the Covenant High School is. Uh, our church is fourteen oh three Prospect Boulevard. But you're you're still looking if somebody wants to stop by with a load of lumber or a couple of generators or you know, stuff that the community can use. Yeah, they, that, if you know, anybody wants to they they can call our church at uh yeah. nine eight five Eight seven two six nine nine one, and we can line them up. And if we can't uh, directly hand it to somebody, we can connect them to somebody that absolutely can. Yeah, and I mean we can do that too. But don't bring don't bring lumber and stuff like Not that. We do food. Yeah, but I the next time you're looking for a signal, we put up a Wi-Fi pole. I shouldn't okay. say that because next thing you know, we had during a storm, we had like yeah. council people out in the yeah. parking lot doing yeah. their stuff. But, but that day, y'all didn't have nothing. Nobody did. Nobody it blew, it blew everything away. Yeah. I, uh, I, I saw Lawrence at the uh, parish emergency place. All their antennas were gone. Yeah. Which is why I had to drive. Well, I'm going to be embedded with the sheriff, and he's going to yeah. be embedded with the EOC, yeah. and then both yeah. of us are going to be yeah. running back and forth to and, here. And I'm part of the uh, Terrebonne Parish emergency response team. Mm-hmm. I became that uh, last year. So well, I was able to be a part and, and get into places that I would not have been able to. Uh, our sheriff's just, I love our sheriff. He's such a good Tim guy. Sonier, yeah, he's a good dude. I, I interviewed him too. He's, he's a pretty healthy dude. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a bunch. So, uh, wrapping up the TCU podcast right after this.
Spun here, are you used to packing a lunch when you go get a new driver's license? Well, go to ABC Title. With six locations, we're scary fast. I mean, you need a car title or a license plate or a real ID or just a notary public. Go to abctitle.com to find the scary fast office nearest you. Okay. Packy Thompson. Doesn't like to be called Reverend or Pastor or anything like that. Just, just Packy. Regular dude with extraordinary drive. Thanks for joining us here on the TCU Podcast. Taking care of you. Stay tuned for more exciting adventures as we figure out how we're going to fare through the next storm here on the TCU Podcast. Taking care of you.